Hey everybody, it's Brad Peterson with the SMH Lab podcast on sports, music, and mental health. This one is strictly sports and coaching, track and field and cross country featuring Joe Eby, my good friend from Baldwin-Wallace University in Ohio. And Joe talks about his journey in coaching from all over the place, uh, many D1 schools, NAIA schools, and now he has settled in Ohio at Baldwin-Wallace at a D3 school and having a lot of success there. Uh, Joe is one of the class acts in the coaching business. So hopefully you enjoy this. What's up, buddy? Coach Eby. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am doing well, thanks. Thanks for joining me. <coughs> of course. So I'm here with Coach Joe Eby the head cross-country coach at Baldwin-Wallace University and also assistant track coach. Um, also, you're the coordinator, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So um, when I started, uh, the, the guy who had the job prior to me was one of my college teammates, and so he was the coordinator, head track and field coach, and I was the head cross-country coach. And so when I took over um, – I just didn't want to mess with changing things or trying to explain to the administration, like the differences. So we just, uh, kind of kept it as is. Right. What, what all does that entail that on the coordinator side of things? Uh, so I'm essentially like to put it in D one terms, I guess I'm like the director, um, mm-hmm. of the program. And so, um, yeah, all the, the fun stuff that, uh, <laughs> that you have to deal with, uh, ultimately, I guess I have to do, those final decisions and budgeting and all that. But, um, you know, I really try to bring our staff in as much as I can. Uh, they're really, really good and getting them integrated and asking their advice and, um, having them be a big part of it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they feel the same way. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, g- give us a little bit of background in terms of going, going way back to your running days, first of all, in Ohio, and then, and then your, your, your coaching, Ladder climb, <laughs> ladder climb and descend and climbing again. Well, um, it's all that's all relative, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I started. Uh, I started running. I guess way back. Um, you know, field day was important to me, and I wanted to win the mile run in field day, and so I started doing for that. And, and by training, I would go run around two blocks, and thought that was really good. Um, right. But in fifth grade, I I won the the mile uh, field day run that we had. And, and that kind of got me hooked a little bit. And, uh, do you remember your time? No, no, I don't. Um, I don't think it was a full mile <laughs> anyway. <so. laughs> Might've been uh, like a 1200. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, when I got to middle school, um, I was originally going to use, uh, running to get in shape for basketball. And, uh, so that's kind of how, how that like competitive running started. And, um, ran cross country and I was, I was okay at that. And then in track, I, uh, did mostly hurdles and long jumped cause I was, I was mm-hmm. really into doing that. And, um, uh, Mike Powell had broke the world record and I had his picture up in my bedroom and thought that was really? like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. So the sports illustrated cover, I had tore that off and, and posted it up next to my, uh, bed growing up along with all my basketball posters and, um, so nice. yeah, I, I really just used running and track to, to get in shape for basketball. Basketball was my first love and, um, went to high school and freshman year was okay. Cross country, not great. Um, played basketball and then sophomore year, I was a little bit better at cross country, made varsity for one of the weeks. Um, and, uh, I got cut from basketball and that was like, uh, one of the most devastating things that had ever happened to me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I still played a little CYO, but started running, uh, indoor track and, um, and then ran outdoor. And that's when I started to move up a little bit. Uh, I ran two Oh two as a sophomore indoors, mm-hmm. um, got a little banged up outdoors that didn't go real well. Uh, ended up running the 300 hurdles at the district meet at the end of the season, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Um, that is, and then, uh, junior year, I made the basketball team again, but only played JV, uh, very sparingly, um, and cross country went better. Uh, and then, uh, 
senior year, I just decided that I wasn't going back out for basketball. And, you know, we had made the state meet my junior year in cross country. Uh, I was the first guy out of the, the going to state in the 800, um, in my, in my region, uh, Josh mm-hmm. McAdams, who ended up being an Olympian was the guy that was in front yeah. of me. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, so, uh, that's kind of when I started to, to get a little bit more serious about running and realized that I wanted to try to run in college and, um, had a couple teammates that ran in college. And so went down that path and, um, you know, had a decent senior year was the first guy not to make the state meet again in the 800. Um, and, uh, we made it in, in the four by eight, but didn't, didn't make it as an individual. We made, made it in cross, um, and then uh, in college, I uh, got significantly better after a really rough freshman year. I had really bad IT band issues coming in across country, um, ran a 35-minute 8K to finish off my freshman year. Uh, so stellar, stellar time Ouch. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, had a decent indoor season, finished fourth in the conference in the 800, and then um, got a stress fracture for outdoors. Um, and then kind of just – figured out what it took and started training a lot harder and, um, got a lot better and just missed making the national meet. My sophomore year was an all American. My junior year, um, was, uh, leading the nation. My senior year, um, going into, uh, the end of the season in the 1500 and ended up, uh, cracking my leg straight through. Um, oh. yeah. And, uh, so my, my senior year, I ended up not having cross eligibility because of that blazing 35-minute 8K. <laughs> it was worth uh, it. it was totally, worth it. totally worth it. Um, yeah. So that was pretty rough. I was really fit. I ended up running like 24-48 uh, at, at Oshkosh and finished 8th or ninth nice. in that meet and beat the two guys that were 8th and ninth at the national meet. And so wow. I, didn't, I didn't get to run. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. um, and then, uh, in track season, I didn't have indoor eligibility, but raced a couple times and ran a four ten mile on a 160 meter track. So that's, that's like, really, yeah. <laughs> where was, where was that? At? It was at Mount. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty fit and, and outdoors ran, um, uh, ran at Hillsdale, ran three fifty point six or five or something like that. And we closed our last 800 in like 155. Um, wow. So I was feeling pretty good about my chances uh, going into the national meet. Uh, and then the week of the conference meet, my leg really started bothering me. Um, at the conference meet, I ran in the four by eight and then couldn't walk once I got done. Um, and then uh, ended up having to drop out of the 1500 the next day. My leg just like literally gave out on me. Um, yeah. Went home. Um, the next morning got up, my now wife and I went to breakfast with a, a friend and I couldn't really walk getting into the restaurant. She's like, you need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, I'm fine. I need breakfast. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we went to the emergency room and they found that I actually had broken my leg. Um, and so that was, oh, that man. was the end of my, my fifth year of, of, uh, of track. But, you know, I went from a, a four, uh, 157, 434, 17, 19 guy to, uh, 152, 350, um, 1432 guy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and a lot of it was just, I, I went from running 25 to 30 miles a week in high school to running, you know, 75 to 90, uh, pretty consistently Mm -hmm. in college. And then, um, you know, post collegiately continued to run and, and still got better. Ended up running, uh, three forty five for the 1500. And, um, wow. so, uh, you know, so what, just real quick, what did you ever get answers on, on why the, the leg continued to be an issue? Um, you, you know, I had an issue my freshman year. Uh, it was a different leg, different part of the t- different bone. Um, and then I got orthotics and that went away. And then my senior year, um, I was running in pretty lightweight trainers. I was doing a lot more mileage than I had ever done. Um, I was there, there were days 
Brad, where I was doing three runs a day, I would get up and do a morning run in the morning, um, you know, four to five miles. I would do our workout, uh, on the track and then I would go home. I would, uh, rinse off in the shower real quick, make dinner. Um, and then I would go back out and run two to three more miles and then I would legitimately shower and then we would go get ice cream, uh, afterwards. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, I was, I wanted to win a national championship and I was trying to do anything and everything that I could think of in my power to do that. And, um, we rode the edge for a really long time and it was, I just, I rode it a little too hard for too long. And, um, and, and that's ultimately what I, what I think it was, uh, is that. So, so looking back, if you could change that, you would, you would have maxed out at maybe 70 a week. Um, if you, if you had to guess what you think would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there, there were a couple weeks I probably would have taken an extra down week in there. Maybe, right. um, you know, I maybe would have changed my shoes out a little bit sooner or worn a little bit more heftier mm-hmm. shoe for some of my runs. Um, you know, there's probably a couple different things in there. Uh, I was usually pretty good with sleep, but you know, I was student teaching at the time. So, um, oh wow, you know, I was getting probably a little less sleep than I should have, um, or could have, but Right. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where uh, I was a 434 guy in high school and the guys that I was racing against were four teen guys. And if I wanted to beat them, I had to do everything in my power that I could think of to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't hindsight 2020, maybe I would have backed off a little bit towards the end of the season, but, um, man, I don't know. I don't know. Right. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say. I, I don't, I don't really have any regrets on it. <laughs> so I really put everything that I could into it. Um, and that's, you know, it didn't turn out the way that I had hoped, but ultimately you know, I, I look back and just say, well, that's what I really felt like I had to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You never really do know as a, as an athlete or as a coach, you know, that, that yeah. fine, that fine line or what really triggered yep. what happened or what didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, go ahead yeah. And, and move forward with your, uh, your coach. Yeah. Career. So, uh, graduated, uh, Mount union 2004. Um, w- during that senior year, I had driven out to Greencastle, Indiana and interviewed and ultimately, uh, received the graduate assistantship there, uh, under Corey Stoffregan. Um, you know, w- what an unbelievable experience that was. I continued to run and train with, with and under him, um, yeah. while I was out there. So not only was I able to kind of continue my running career, uh, a, a little bit. Um, and he was the one that got me down to 345 um, initially. <clears throat> um, you know, but I was, I was also able to kind of dip my toe into the, the coaching world. And that was something that, um, you know, from my freshman year of college on, um, something I really wanted to do. Uh, we had a, a guy named Doug Brown who ended up being our assistant coach or my assistant coach at Mount, um, who, was uh, engaged to a girl that was a senior on the team when I was a freshman. And he came back to watch our conference meet and went out to dinner with the team. And I, I just sat next to him. I, he was our school record holder uh, in, in cross country. He was a multiple time all American on the track. Uh, he was national runner up in cross. And I just wanted to pick his brain and learn as much as I could off of him. And he told me about, um, how he was doing a graduate assistantship and how he got into coaching. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And nice. so he was actually there uh, two years later. He ended up being our assistant coach and was my assistant coach for my last, I think, three years of my career and was a huge influence on me. Um, and, and obviously in more than just, just the running aspect. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so he kind of helped me out uh, in, in that and, um, gave me some guidance on how to try to find a job and ended up finding the job, um, out at DePaul. And, uh, that was just a, a really good experience. Um, you know, Corey was giving me a hard time saying how uh, difficult I was at first, but, <laughs> uh, which I could totally see, um, but definitely grew a lot while I was there and asked, he, he said, I asked a lot of really good questions, which I was uh, thankful for that, that tidbit that he gave me and, um, compliment, um, you know, and from, uh, we had some really good teams there. We had a really good group of kids, uh, you know, men and women were making national championships and winning conference championships and taking individuals to nationals. And, um, so it was a, it was a fun time to be there. Um, 
And uh, from there, I went to Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania, and was an assistant coach there and kind of once again, just stepped into the right place at the right time with the right uh, coach. Uh, Bill Ross was the head coach there. Um, he was another huge mentor of mine and put up with a lot of my uh, crap, I guess, uh, <laughs> while, while I was there and really kind of reined me in in the places I needed to be reined in and, and let me let me run wild in the places that I I, mm-hmm. needed, I was good at. And, um, you know, once again, we were really good while I was there. They were, uh, the men were third in the nation and cross third, seventh and 10th in the nation and cross country. And, uh, wow. you know, so we brought a trophy home one of the first times ever in, in school history. And, um, you know, we had a group that the year after I left, they were national champs in the DMR and third again in cross country. So the group I helped recruit in was pretty successful there. Um, Recruited in my sister-in-law, so she's an alum of, of Allegheny, so that was a pretty neat experience. Um, learned a ton, um, realized that it was probably right time for me to try to go off and, and find my own program and do my own thing, and um, ended up in McPherson, Kansas, where the two of us <laughs> met uh, yep. at McPherson College. Um, Lamont Rothrock hired me there, and um, you know, I was really thankful for that uh, experience, and um, learned a ton and recruited my butt off and made some odd connections out in California and ended up with a team uh, full of kids from California, uh, the, yeah. the land of misfit toys, as I like to call us, <laughs> um, but found some really, really talented kids that were willing to buy into what we were trying to do and what we were trying to build and uh, had a lot of fun there. And, um, you know, from there, I, uh, my, my wife was getting her master's degree and uh, the saint that she is for a putting up with me and moving as many times as we have. But, um, she got her master's degree, got a job, uh, down in Wichita, had a residency clause. So we had to move, uh, down to Wichita, Kansas and, um, was not getting the support that I wanted or needed, uh, at that particular point in time. And, you know, honestly was thinking that D one was the route I wanted to go. And so I went down to Wichita state and they said that they would let me uh, volunteer for them. And so that was kind of the route that we were going to take. And so I moved down to, to Wichita and started volunteering for them and, uh, hanging out with you a little bit more and, um, you know, got, uh, got the opportunity to work with some pretty incredible athletes like Alephine Tulumuk, who, um, (laughs) won the Olympic trials in the marathon. I don't know what that's going to mean for her moving forward. Uh, that's kind of crazy to think about, but and, and multiple others that were, were just really, really good athletes and, um, Rainbolt and John Wise and Hetzendorf and, and the rest of their crew are just phenomenal. Um, they, mm-hmm. they run a great team track and field program and they do it at a really high level. And, um, they're just, they're just wonderful to be around. Um, I learned a ton from them while I was there. Uh, and then they hooked me up with a, a gig up in Nebraska Um, Mm -hmm. I was the recruiting intern there. Uh, I I couldn't learn things fast enough (laughs) while I was up there. Uh, that was just a pretty incredible experience with the budget that they have and the type of athletes that they're bringing in. And, um, they had, uh, one recruiting weekend where, uh, just one weekend where we had kids come in for the Wisconsin football game. And this was the only time I ever added it up because I really didn't want to know after that, but, um, their, just what we spent on that one weekend was larger than my entire budget at McPherson. Wow. Yeah. Um, now my budget at McPherson wasn't very big, but <laughs> yeah, I was going to say surprising, but not. Yeah. Surprising yeah. So kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, once again, they, they do a great job of team track and field and especially at that kind of level where they're, they're competing for big 10 championships and trying to take as many kids to, uh, nationals and junior nationals and, you know, the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. It was, uh, once again, a, a great learning experience and learned a ton from them. And, um, you know, I was the guy that was in charge of all of their, um, official and unofficial visits. So I coordinated everything. Anytime a, a recruit, a coach brought a recruit on campus, I was the guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. so I think we had a 125 official visits and then umpteen, unofficial visits that year. They said it was the most they'd ever had, um, in their program history. So I was very, very busy that year, but learned a ton and, um, kind of changed how I do recruiting, uh, even to this day. Uh, and then from there I, I wanted to start coaching again. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't really doing any coaching. Uh, I coached a 
uh, youth team, um, which was a lot of fun. I probably learned more there <laughs> uh, than I had at some of my other stops just on um, how to how to scale things back and not be quite as intense and some of those types of things. Right. Um, now, real yeah. quick, was that was that a rule that you could not coach when you were the recruiting? Yeah. So th- you have six uh full-time paid coaches and then you have six volunteer coaches um, but the volunteers aren't allowed to do uh, as much with the recruiting piece and mm-hmm. so they I was a I was a paid intern and um, so yeah I didn't fit into any of the the coaching models so they they had a track camp during this the winter because uh, they have that beautiful hydraulically banked track there and uh so Mondays and Tuesdays, I would work with some di- a group of distance kids. And then from that, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, parlaying that into uh, volunteering for one of the, the Lincoln Track Club, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just had a, had a blast with that and worked with uh, a handful of kids. A group of young, young ladies won the, the Junior Olympic uh, National Championship in the 4x8. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then at the end of that year, um, I, uh, had, uh, an opportunity to start coaching again and moved out to Sacramento, California, um, and took a job as the head cross country assistant track coach there, uh, was there for two years, um, gained a ton of experience there and got to work with some really, uh, impressive athletes and, um, you know, had some kids run some really fast times, which was a lot of fun. Um, got to go to some of the bigger meets like Stanford and Mount Sac and some of that kind of stuff. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Stanford was only like an hour and a half away uh, from us. So mm-hmm. that was, that was pretty neat. Um, and then uh, got the opportunity to move back home. And so my wife and I, Becky uh, are both from Northeast Ohio. Um, always kind of had our eye on trying to get back towards Northeast Ohio. Um, and the opportunity opened up and, and uh, Matt Cole was the, the, coordinator at the time and um two of us were teammates at mount and called him up and said hey do you have any use for a distance coach and he said actually i do send me your resume and um interviewed interviewed well um and and got the job and um and then he left two years ago uh his wife was uh from minnesota um she was really homesick they had a kid she wanted to move back with the kid and so he said okay well i'm (laughs) i'm out and, uh, so then yeah. I got promoted into the position I'm at now. And, uh, so this is the longest I've ever been in one spot. Um, and, uh, you know, is that five yeah, years? this is five years. Yeah. So, um, it was funny cause, uh, you know, the census just happened and we filled all that out. And I said, Beck, this, this happens every 10 years. Right. And she goes, yeah. I said, and, and everything is based on, um, like, who gets to like how many votes you get and all that kind of stuff in Congress and so on and so forth. And she said, yeah, I said, we were living in McPherson, Kansas. <laughs> the last time this happened, we've, we've moved like five times. That's since awesome. then. So I'm, I'm glad yes. that we're updated now in the, uh, in the census and in the correct spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fill out. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, so not you, I mean, you've, you've been at almost every type of, college university from from um naia to d1 and now d3 not not d2 is that correct, correct. yeah right. no 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 d2, no d2 yeah. stints yep right yeah the only thing missing from your bucket <laughs> yeah list. yeah but uh what uh what why because it seems like you're very obviously some of that is due to the fact that you're home um but why why d3 i guess this is kind of a selling point to to uh you know, juniors and seniors out there, especially right now, but, but why D3, not D1, not D2, not NAI, if that all, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, I, I would say that the first thing that comes to mind for me is balance. Um, you know, from a coaching perspective, the kids aren't any different at the different levels. They can, you know, some of them can just run a little bit faster than, um, than some of the kids that I work with. Now, obviously I have some pretty good kids on our, our current team and they can run really fast too. And some of them can run faster than some of the D one kids I had. Yep. Um, you know, but I, I think the, the balance within their lives and their academics and, and, and everything is just, uh, a little bit smoother, I guess, um, at, at D three. Uh, the other thing that I really like is that, um, our kids are here 
and they're on the team because they really want to do it. And if, if they don't want to do it and they think that it's too hard, uh, then, then they're not on our team anymore and, and that's okay. And they don't, they don't lose um, any sort of scholarship or anything like that. I, I had kids at D1 that I would say, hey, you know, if you really kind of cleaned some things up and got some more sleep and maybe ate a little bit better, or, you know, didn't have 9,000 cups of coffee a day, um, <laughs> you, you might be able to run better. And they would look at me and say, you know, I honestly don't care. Um, I'm here because you're paying for my education. I don't really like running at all. And I will show up to practice every day. I will give you everything that I have there. I will come to the meets and I will compete my butt off. But I'm not going to sacrifice a bunch of stuff in, in my social life to, to try to get faster. And mm. I said, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. And right. some of those kids were the best kids that we had on the team. And it's like, well, at least I know where we stand. We'll work with what we got and we'll get you to run as fast as we can under the parameters that we have. And, uh, you know, and some of that happens with, at division three too, but you know, that the same person that said that to me also had to change their major because it wasn't going to fit with practice times. And, you know, there were some other things that, that mm -hmm. happened at D one, that's just a little different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, ultimately I think the thing is, is, um, you know, I really glossed over some of my collegiate running and post collegiate running. And, um, but ultimately I have an all American plaque that's sitting at my, on top of my desk at, at work. Um, nobody cares now what the, how many Roman numerals are after the D on right. it. They, they just, it, it's a cool story that I was an all American and you know, that, that looks good on a resume. And um, you know, ultimately I think the people that are, are talented understand what that means and they're, they're appreciative of it. Um, you know, and, and I think the people that are, that are jealous will make fun of it and say that it's a lower level, but ultimately I'm, I'm okay with, with either of those things, but, right. um, you know, our kids get an opportunity to compete at a really high level. They get to go to national meets. The D three national meet is honestly not any different than the D one national meet. It's not, um, they still have the banners around the track. They yep. still have people sitting in the stands. They still have really competitive kids to race against. Um, you know, and they get to compete at a really high level. They have a banquet that they get to go to, they get the gifts, they get all the same, same or similar things that the D one kids get. Um, but they get that opportunity to compete. And I think there's a lot of kids that are a little misguided and, you know, they think it's going to, Oh, I'm a D one athlete. Yeah, you are by name, but you might not be by talent. And, right, right. Um, you know, there's a big difference between being a D one athlete uh, and being a D one athlete. And, mm -hmm. you know, I had a, a girl at Sac state that ran 16, 13. She could also run four twenty one or three in the 1500 and two Oh eight in the 800. And she wasn't fast enough to make a D1 national meet. Yep. We, we put her in the 5K. I said, get after it. Stick in the pack. See what you can do. Uh, we're, not, we're not here to run a time. We're here to try to make the national meet. So you need to put yourself in the top 15 or whatever it is, and you just need to hang on for dear life. And she made it about three and a half K, uh, and the wheels came off. Our hope was is that it was going to come down to a mile race, and she was one of the fastest milers in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, Merlina, I think it was Merlina Hall was the one that, wow. that, that took it. They went out really slow and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's working. And yeah. then she yeah. went charging to the front and they ran 1540 pace and, and Chloe wasn't ready to run 1540 pace. She was ready to run 16 flat pace, you know? Um, and so she ended up blowing up and ran her second fastest 5k that she ever ran. And, um, that was that, but ultimately when I tell that to kids, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're in 16, 13. And was it good enough? I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, because Alephine is one of those people that would have been in that race. And she's a 15, 20 girl, like yep. put that into perspective. So, yeah. you know, I think it's just, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you get to that higher level and you, you just got to be honest with yourself and understand, do I just want to be able to say I'm a D1 athlete or do I want to get a chance to really compete uh, at a, at a really high level, um, and, and get to go to a national meet because our kids get to compete against D1 kids, just not at, at a national meet, you know? Right. But we had a girl that, uh, in our conference that had made us nationals finals and, uh, our best girl who was national runner up last year, uh, had an opportunity to compete against her. And so, you know, that's not, that's not much different than, um, some of those D1 meets. So. Right, right. That's the beauty of of, run, of running, as opposed to uh, 
yeah, you know, football you're, you're and not, basketball. You're not, or... Yeah, you're not you're not going to go up against <laughs> Ohio State in football. Right. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be pretty. No. But, uh, yeah. It but not. as far <laughs> as yeah, you can get on the track with a, yep. you know, with like with um with your girl Kelly, yep. uh, Brendan, right? Could, yep. And she could yep. she could beat she could beat a lot of Ohio State girls, not all of them, but yeah. she could beat yep. a good share of them. Correct. Yep. Yep. That is absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the beauty of of track and field, in, in my opinion, and cross country. But uh, but yeah, for example, I have a a five twenty eight senior female right now, and obviously she didn't get to show her stuff this spring. Maybe she would have gotten down to to five ten, or you know who knows. But mm-hmm. but regardless, my my input to her has always been: you need to go small. You need to go either D three or NEIA. And I said yeah, you can always transfer if you really get that good. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but, but she's convinced that, you know, she's just been, it's been ingrained in her head by who knows who, you know, and, uh, uh surrounding her, or just, you know, just, uh, the general United States opinion that you have to go D one. Um, so she thinks she needs to go walk on at a D one. And, and, um, in my opinion, it would be better off like what you're saying. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, you can run a national meet as a freshman. Yeah. If you go. If you go small, that was always my, so that was always my pitch. So I just went through and was just doing some recruiting stuff. Um, it takes about a four fifty mile on the women's side to make the national meet. It took five Oh one to score at our conference meet. And it took five twenty six to qualify. And then for example, the five K takes right around 17 flat to make the meet. It take, it took 1753 just to score at our conference meet. And it took hmm. 1920 to qualify just to just to have a spot on the track. It took 1920. So you have to qualify for conference. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Not all conferences do that, correct? Correct. Yeah, we we yeah. have. Uh, I like that yeah. actually. I like that. Yep. So we have a standard, and then you you can get a max of four in unless if they're in the top 12 rankings. Mm-hmm. So in our especially on the women's side, you know, and on the men's side, it's like. 1424 to make the national meet it's 15 flat to score at our conference meet and it's 1548 to qualify wow so you know when these kids come in and they're like a 17 flat kid i'm like oh good you would be our second best girl on our team (laughs) you know it's like that's the reality is like exactly got some really freaking good women on our team so yeah uh, you know, it's just kind of understanding where, where you really fit. And then when you talk about the women's NCAA, you're talking about it takes 1550 to make the national meet and it takes mm-hmm. 204 to make the national meet, um, you know, or it takes 430 to make the national meet. It's like, holy cow. Right. Like that's just, yeah, it's fast. <laughs> exactly. It's really fast. Man. So, uh, so indoor season for you w- was going well all the way up through the, yeah. the, the Thursday before the indoor national championships. Yeah. And then if you could take us through that, that whole process. Yeah, it was, uh, it's still kind of surreal. I don't, I don't feel mm-hmm. like it really happened. Um, yeah, we, uh, drove down to nationals, um, arrived uh, a couple days, a day early or whatever, two days early, um, went, Kelly and I got up in the morning, went for our shakeout run. Uh, we went, you know, and as all of this is happening, ESPN is on in the, in the uh, lobby of the hotel. And every time we walk by, something is canceled. And I'm just yep. sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, we should just run the meet tomorrow on Thursday yeah. and yeah. just have it timed finals and just get this thing over with because I don't think we're going to get to Friday. And if we do get to Friday, I don't know that we're going to get to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Thursday we went and we did packet pickup. And so you know, we're at practice in the morning. We went back for packet pickup. Everybody in the nation is there. We're exposed to whoever we were going to be exposed to. Um, you know, there yeah. wasn't social distancing or any of this stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, we got back from packet pickup and we were staying at the same hotel as one of, uh, our conference schools. And uh, myself and Coach Hill were sitting outside reading, and we heard them. They were having a team meeting, and, and they're like, yeah, you know, outdoor season is canceled, and, um, you know, we'll deal with that later. We're here to focus on the task at hand, and we're going to, you know, right as of right now, the national meet is still going to happen, and we're going to go through with that. And, and, all, and I, we, we looked at each other and went, there's no outdoor season? We hadn't even heard that yet. 
So I, yeah. I call my AD and I'm like, why am I hearing from another school that it's canceled? And he said, well, the president is sitting in a meeting right now and he was going to call me as soon as they got out. Well, apparently our conference commissioner had posted it prior to the president's notifying um, the athletic directors. So it had been posted online and I just hadn't seen it yet. And so then our kids are coming down and they're like, Hey, what in the world is going on? And so we had to kind of tell our kids what was going on. And, you know, they were pretty disappointed that outdoor was canceled. And, um, and we're like, Hey, you know, same, same message. Like just forget about that. Uh, worry about nationals. We'll, we'll get through that. And then we'll, we'll tackle the next, the next hurdle. And our kids are pretty resilient. They do a pretty good job with that stuff. So um, we had three senior women, and uh, our uh, head track coach is, is female as well. So she took them all to get pedicures. We figured that that would be good for them to kind of get their mind off of things. And so yeah. while they were out there, I was sitting in the room reading. Um, you did not go. Just to I clarify. did not go with them. Okay. No, I did not. I feel like maybe 15 years ago, Joey. I might, I, I might have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go ahead. Um, and so we're sitting there and I got a text message from uh, a guy who does some, um, uh, freelance work for us on like media work and interviews and stuff like that. And he's, he was actually going to be the online uh, presence and voice for the, the broadcast. And, and mm-hmm. he sent me the text that uh, the, essentially the tweet that notified the NCA notifying us that everything was canceled. Mm-hmm. And so our kids came back and they were absolutely devastated. Um, you know, I, we kind of just, we stayed, we got dinner and then, uh, drove back. Um, we had two different vans. Kelly was in my van. Um, she was actually pretty good about it. You know, I think she was really disappointed. Um, obviously she was really disappointed, but she handled it really, really well. Um, we got back. It was kind of like coming back from a funeral. Not, not much was said, uh, for the most part. And we kind of said our goodbyes. And then the next day, uh, or actually that Sunday is when Ohio went on lockdown and I really haven't seen any of them since to be completely honest. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty surreal. We're three weeks away uh, from it. I kind of had self quarantined myself anyways, before like all the, the serious stay at home stuff came down. Um, I had been in Boston two weeks prior. We went to the national meet. Um, the day that we got back, uh, from the national meet, um, my wife and I are big into music and obviously we'll get to that here in a minute, but, um, we went to randomly, my wife was like, Hey, do you like this song? And I was like, yeah, it sounds really cool. She's like, well, they're playing tonight in Cleveland. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what time do doors open? This was like seven o'clock that she's saying this. Yeah. To me. And she's like, Oh, doors open in 15 minutes. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and so, we drove across town and went to a concert. And then like the next day was when they had put everybody on lockdown. And I'm like, okay, so I've been in one of the cities that's having a major outbreak. I was at a national meet with people from all over the nation. And then we went to a concert. I probably shouldn't go <laughs> anywhere else. Cause I don't, you know, it's two weeks until you find out if you have this thing. And I was like, what, I'm just going to stay at home. So if, if this thing was big enough to cancel the national meet, I don't, I don't need to go into work. I can do everything I need to right. do from home. So I've, I've just been sitting in the attic since then pretty much. <laughs> Right. Wow. And how, how are you doing? Like mental health wise, I know it's been a struggle for, for me and, and some of my athletes. Um, how are you doing and everybody else? How can you speak? About uh, that? Yeah, I am fine. I was built for social distancing. Um, I am about as introverted as you can get. So I, I'm doing okay, but um, our kids are struggling. Our kids are struggling mm-hmm. a lot. And I, and honestly, I'm struggling with how to help them. Um, yeah. some of them, I think want me to reach out and they want to do these Skype meetings and all that stuff. And I, and I just, that's not me. That's not really my style. I probably should do one and just open it up and say, if, Hey, if anybody wants to get together, I know they're kind of doing that stuff on their own. Um, which I think is really good. We've had a couple of staff, uh, Skype or Google or zoom or whatever the heck you want to call them. Um, yeah, we've, we've done a couple of those and they've, they've been a lot of fun, but you know, I think the biggest thing is finding a routine. Um, if you can find a routine and kind of stick to that routine and, and find things to be productive with, which is, I think really, really hard, uh, in this day and age, uh, YouTube and Instagram and, 
and, and uh, Snapchat and TikTok and all that are, are just huge time drains. And, yes. um, you know, you can go down into a, a wormhole and, and not only that, I think, I think all of those things are absolute mental health killers anyways. And, yeah. um, so something I've tried to do since the, the start of the new year was spend less time on social media and read more. Mm-hmm. And so I've been yep. just plowing through books and trying to be as productive as I can. Um, you know, luckily my wife is working from home and she's a very, uh, she's a, a go-getter and has kind of, you know, the first couple of days I was struggling a little bit and she was like, I don't know why you want to hang out. I'm, I got to work. And so I, <laughs> I'm kind of a workaholic anyway. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll go to work. And, and I've just been kind of yeah. hammering away ever since, but I've been sending out texts to the kids and send it. We, we've got a bunch of group meets going and all that kind of stuff. And so I try to check in with them every once in a while there. And uh, some of the kids are better at getting back and, than others. And, um, you know, but I think ultimately it's, it's finding that routine, um, doing things that are productive uh, and just kind of understanding that this is our norm for a while here. And if you're going to mope and groan and complain, then, uh, you're going to have a really bad time with this. And, and if you mm-hmm. can find some ways to be productive and, you know, you still have classes, get, get after your classwork, be really productive there. Some of our kids are struggling financially. So they've picked up some part-time jobs working in uh, grocery stores or just odds and ends or doing whatever they can. Um, you know, and my heart goes out to them and them trying to figure out how to navigate through all this stuff, um, you know, cause it's, mm-hmm. this is not an easy time uh, for, for anybody, but you know, my wife and I are both really fortunate that we have jobs that are going to continue to pay us for, for now. (laughs) Um, you know, that we can continue to work and, and do, do those things. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future brings, but just got to keep doing the best we, we have with what we got. Yeah. Very well said. Um, I, I remember back in, uh, 2009, the first time I met you at McPherson, you were putting on the the track there. And uh, walking up, I was like, "Man, this is some good music." And it was, it was, it was like a Dave Matthews, <laughs> Jack Johnson. Was like, "This guy, I like this guy." You know, we're not walking into a bunch of, uh, you know, crappy rap music or whatever. And then uh, when you guys were in Wichita, I remember your wife and and um, and you and myself went Jack's to a Jack Manic show. Yeah, man. yeah, great show. And <laughs> yep. man, he's been he's been doing a lot of stuff right now on social media. But uh, but yeah, I just remember uh, we always said some some good taste in the music last year. I, I went to a Dermot Kennedy show in Cleveland. I remember texting you and, and you like texted me back. You're like, I sold out. You can't go to that. But I had just like, I had just like gotten it from uh, somebody on the street to get in. But uh, you're like, why don't you tell me? I would have totally been there. So I should have, I, I should have remembered that with you, it only, it's, you only need about a half yeah. hour uh, heads up to, to go. Yeah, to man. Show. I, I, but, I just uh, got to throw some jeans yeah, on to- and, and a hoodie and I'm good yeah. to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but talk about some of your uh, musical tastes. Yeah, man, I love music. Uh, running and music are kind of my – running music and, like, doing yard work are, like, the only things I'm really into. Uh, so I've kind of struggled mm. with uh, when the weather's not nice. I, I got I to gotta find yeah. some hobbies. But, uh, yeah, yes. man, I love, love music. Um, I, I grew up my, – my dad had a huge record collection. My parents were always listening to music. Um, so started off with a lot of like the 50s, 60s, 70s stuff um, and really got into that. And, uh, you know, as you know, I remember driving places with my dad, listening to Simon and Garfunkel. And um, he was he was into the Beatles and, and the Doors and, um, you know, uh, Bob Seger and the Eagles and a lot nice. of that stuff. So that's kind of what I I grew up on. Um, you know, I I on my own got into like. U2 and the first CD I ever bought was uh, Green Day and listened to a lot of like mm. Weezer and, and that kind of stuff when I was a little bit younger. Um, I love like my two favorite bands are kind of uh, opposites of each other, but Led Zeppelin and Blink-182. Um, I got to see Page and Plant live, uh, which was really cool. Yeah, really? yeah, we saw them at what is now Quicken, nice. Quicken Loans or Rocket Mortgage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, back when I was in high school, we went up and saw Page and Plant. Wow. Uh, I've seen Blink. I, I can't even count how many times. It's probably like fifteen to twenty at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I love concerts. I love concerts. You know, as I mentioned, one of the last social things that my wife and I did outside was uh, we went to of Montreal, uh, which was a very mm. quirky. Um, you should check them out. I think you might like them. 
Yeah. Um, they had yeah. like all these like dancing characters on stage and it was really, it was really, it was really good. Uh, I, I liked the music a lot. Um, you know, one of the most recent ones we went to was the get up kids, um, which is a Kansas band. Uh, ironically, I, I never had real, yeah, I'd never that right? realized that. And so we showed up and, um, they had a, a big Kansas flag hanging up. And we're like, wait a minute. And uh, so the, the band that opened for them was Hembre. And they came out and I was mm-hmm. like, holy cow, I think these guys might actually be better than, than um, uh, the Get Up Kids. And uh, so we ended up talking to them afterwards because they said they were from Lawrence, Kansas. And we actually have some mutual friends that, that we know that they know. Oh, wow. And, and um, Becky had a, a band uh, of, of some of her, her friends from grad school. Uh, and they stayed with us a couple of years ago when, when they came through town and um, they, the Westerners is the name of that band. And they uh, knew all the guys from Hembre, which was, which was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, love, love. I am going to be so mad. Uh, the biggest, the, one of the biggest things I will be <laughs> mad about it for this whole COVID thing is if uh, the summer concert series gets shut down. I'm going to be absolutely furious. My wife and I have, uh, we bought lawn passes for Blossom, which is like the big music venue. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the lineup this summer was like off the hook. Good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be really disappointed if that, if that all doesn't, doesn't go down. And then we had tickets to rage against the machine and foo fighters. Um, Uh. you know, a bunch of like bucket list, uh, bands that I had never seen that like, I don't know if they're ever going to tour again. So we better, better go yeah. see them. So that's right. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I try to go to Summerfest almost every year, or every other year in Milwaukee, which is the world's largest uh, outdoor concert festival, like wow. 10 days. And that got rescheduled to September. So that makes me really nervous. Cause it was supposed, it's supposed to be like the first week yeah. of July every year. And they've already, you know, postpone that to September. So they're going to lose a lot of people, but obviously um, they feel like they had to do that. So now I'm, I'm getting concerned about a lot of things. Yeah. meets concerts, yeah. you know, pretty much my whole, my whole. Uh, yeah. Life yeah. So no fun <laughs> during the summer, you know, baseball is postponed. That's my other, like Cleveland sports yeah. is my other thing I'm big into. They, uh, I appreciate ESPN for putting on game seven of the 2006, uh, 16 oh. uh, NBA championships. We watched that the other night. Um, that hurt me when you put that up. That hurt me because I was. I remember. You remember I was at Game Six when they should have sealed the deal, Golden State, and they. Uh, Draymond Green got suspended, and uh, we, uh, my buddy and I, uh, we had to watch. The yeah, Golden State I lose. was also at Game Six. Yeah, yeah. You were at Game Six. Dude, come on, man. I wasn't. Get out of here. I grew up. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was oh, at Game okay. Five. Yeah, I was in California. Yeah, yeah. And then they that that should have sealed the deal yep. when they lost that. Then you knew it was over because the momentum yep. all went to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. game six was yeah. when Curry threw his mouthpiece. Yeah, I was there oh, yeah. for that. That yeah. was um, – yeah. I have been it. at some pretty big-time sporting events, and I have never been in a building that was as loud as that building was throughout that entire game. It was, it was I unbelievable. I was cla- – we went to all three of the home games in Cleveland that year. Um I was clapping so much that my wedding ring actually cut my other finger next to it. Like I was bleeding <laughs> from my wedding ring and clapping so much. That's, that's, Dude, I was right so there. fired up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that definitely started to go Evie up though, is that passion. That's what I've always respected about you as a coach and as a person is, is the passion you have for everything that you do. And you've I taught me a lot. That, so I really appreciate you and your, and your friendship yeah, for over sure. all these years and, We'll keep, I'll keep supporting you. I know you hey, hey, me and, we, and, and you had, and a, you had another do. question for me. You didn't ask. What's my favorite? Which one? Lick? Oh, that's right. I thought you were going to ask him. Um, are you still in love with uh, uh, Sarah Brown? Yes, I am. But, that uh, is but an yeah. absolute yes. But yeah, we'll go with, we'll go with the other one. Um, we'll go with the fart so lick. I have, I have two. I have the, uh, the three on one off times 10, which is the Noah Yen special, uh, that I read mm-hmm. in the train hard, win easy, the Kenyan way. I've done that a handful Love of times. I it. can only imagine how fast that dude was running on his three ons. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and the, and by the way, the one off is not very much time when you're running that thing hard. Um, no, and then the no. other one is a, a Corey Stoffregan special that he had us do a couple of times. Um, uh, 
one, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. And the most rest you Hmm. take is three minutes. So on the one minute, you take one minute rest on the two minute, you take two minutes rest on three minutes. It takes three minutes rest. Uh, That one is really difficult uh, as, as well. So those are my two favorite fart licks. And then, uh, yeah. Guitar, guitar riffs. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Well, it's it's interesting. The, uh, um, what I've been telling all my runners is, you know, when they're like, well, can we do some workouts? Any workout you want to do right now, in my opinion, is fartlicks because we're not going to give you like mile repeat goal times or one K's just everything needs to be more by feel. And and I just got done saying that. And then I I think yesterday I saw Shannon Roberry had put up, um, her doing a fartlick and she said the same thing. She's like, with all of these, unknown times the best thing you could do is is go out yeah. and just do fartlicks but um but i think that's i think that's the best advice i can give anybody right now for these next few months because yeah all these we uh is, we originally yeah. had I, I had thoughts of like trying to run time trials and do some of that stuff and so yeah the week after the, the national in quotes meet um i i, I just okay we're just going to keep training as normal and it was an absolute disaster like Kids are texting yeah, me. They're like, coach, exactly. I dropped yep. out after the first set. And like, yeah, I was like, all right, you yep. know what? We're just going to hit the reset button. We're just going to get ready for cross country. And so, yeah, we're, right. we're going back to I basics. Agree. We're doing, um, I think mental health wise, you know, we touched on that earlier, but I think mental health wise, like, Hey, we got to get used to taking online classes and we got to move out of our dorms and we got to like, Hey, let's just take some mm-hmm. downtime. Let's, let's regroup. Let's gather yourselves up here a little bit. And then, uh, let's start getting after it and build uh, as you know, because honestly, we're only getting another month of training. If you if you realistically look yeah. at it, we're only gaining the, the month of April for a lot of those kids um, because our. our yeah. And I'd rather I'd rather gain that month yeah. of base that we yep. easily don't get because yep. you're tapering yep. for track. You know, and for some of so. the kids that were national level kids, they're 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 gaining two months, uh, which is nice. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, this has been this has been an interesting time to say the least. Yeah. But if, if there's anybody out there that has had a successful <laughs> time trial in the midst of all this, yeah. please let me Solo know. All I've heard trial. is yeah. the stories yeah. you just told. I've heard, I've heard disasters like, you know, yep. with no coaches there and just you know, then the athlete feels like they can <laughs> yeah. drop out. And yeah. I'd like to hear a success story, but I, I don't, I'm yeah, not sure there's I, any yeah, I've gotten a bunch from so. recruits back that I struggled, you know, and some of them have really good attitudes. They're like, I've learned a lot from it. And I think, hopefully next time it'll go better. You know, I got to implement some things, which is good. You know, I think, I think if they can take that and learn from it and get a little bit better then, you know, cause ultimately if you can run really hard by yourself, you're going to get really good at running hard with other people around you. Um, but right. ultimately, yeah, I think trying at this point in time, let's try to set ourselves up for positives and for success rather than setting ourselves up for failure. Cause we've got, we've got enough bad exactly. stuff going on. Let's, let's get some good momentum going. Yeah. For sure. Right. Right. All right, man. Well, you tell yeah, give Becky course, my man. best. Of course. When and, all this uh, is over, we yeah. got to hang out. Uh, so my, for sure. For sure. So my favorite memories are uh, yeah, on the rooftop in Wichita. Right, with, with, yeah. At, at your old that place, place with, was awesome. with you and your wife and, and friends. That place was awesome. Yes. All right, Brad. So, Thank you. All Same right, here. man. Great catch up yep, with you, too. Joe. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. Bye.